Hey, you're listening to the GGC Life Podcast. Weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. A very good morning to you all at the 9am service here at Glorious Gospel Church Life. And blessings upon you from Melbourne. I'm sorry I can't be with you in person, but COVID has closed the borders again. A huge thank you to Pastors Leo and Christine DeCotra and the whole leadership team for just the privilege and the honour to come and bring the Word of God to you today. Today, it's a momentous time in the life of Glorious Gospel Church because at the 11 o'clock service, we will be ordaining uh, Josiah and Sophie Nicotra onto the pastoral eldership team. As a team, the NCMI team, we have so much affection for this couple. We see that not only are there sons and daughters in the house here in your local church, but spiritual sons in the kingdom of God. They are a formidable couple and we see such an anointing upon their lives. And in fact, we see such an anointing upon you as a church. There's a, there's a flow, there's a river of the Holy Spirit. There's an anointing of the oil of gladness coming through. I, I think you're going to experience wave upon wave uh, of the Holy Spirit right now. As I was preparing for today, but actually at the beginning of January, I went to the Father in prayer and fasting. I said, God, what would you like me specifically to address to the local church? What do you want me to preach on? And he said, son, I want you to preach on the return of the king, the second coming of Jesus. Now, we don't hear many sermons about this, but I feel compelled in my heart to preach today on the return of the king. I've called today's sermon, Eyes on the Prize and Hands on the Plough. Eyes on Jesus, on the return of Jesus, but also hands on the plough. Let's get busy building the kingdom of God. I am not an alarmist and I'm certainly not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not given to all the latest trends and this is happening and that's happening. I want to be radical in my passion for Jesus and I want to be radically biblical. If the Bible says something's going to happen, I believe it. If it says it won't happen, I don't want to believe it. I don't listen to the news. I don't listen to other voices. But we need the Issachar anointing that helps us in this time really listening carefully. What is God saying to the church? A little bit like in the book of Revelation, he says to the seven churches of Asia Minor, to those who got ears to hear, let them hear what God is saying to the church. God is speaking right now, supernaturally, prophetically, apostolically, at his, into his local church. And I believe this is a word in season for us this morning at Glorious Gospel Church. Jesus is coming back soon. I love that. The Bible says in Matthew 24, we don't know the hour or the time when he's coming back. But it also says in 1 Thessalonians 5, he will come like a thief in the night. He will surprise us. So I want to encourage us this morning. Let's get our affairs in order. Let's be ready. And let's keep our eyes on Jesus. Look at the white clouds. Look at, if, is it a white horse coming from the heavenlies? A trumpet sound. But also let's get busy building the kingdom of God. If the time is at hand, let's make the most of being his messengers, his ambassadors here on earth. I love that. Do you remember, maybe if you've had a child, your first child, uh, the time has come, nine months, give or take, is up, and you're ready for your first baby. By the door, there's an overnight bag. You're ready for your, for your boy or your girl, whatever it is, for twins maybe. Uh, you've looked at Google Maps. You know exactly the route, the closest, the fastest route from your house to the hospital. Maybe you've got your husband on quick emergency dial. Everything is ready. 
That is how I believe we should be preparing for the return of the King. So today I want to look at four aspects that I hope they encourage you, inspire you. And I want to ask you a question before we look at them. If you knew, if we knew, I just said that the Bible says we don't know the time or the hour, but just humor me. If you knew that Jesus was coming at 12 o'clock tomorrow, 12 o'clock tomorrow, just random figure, what would you do differently? How would you prepare for that? How would you prepare your marriage? How would you prepare your family, your business? What, what would be your last sermon? How would you align your life in preparation for the return of the groom for his bride, the church? I want you to ponder on that in this next season in 2021. How would I align my life if I knew he was coming immediately? And then can I encourage us? Let's do that. Four things I want to look. First of all, the promise of his imminent return. Now, Jesus says in the word of God, not one word that he speaks will return to him void. And if he says he's coming back, I can assure you he's coming back. In fact, the last words that we hear Jesus speak in the book of Revelation to the 22nd chapter have this to say. Speak about this. And behold, I am coming quickly, quickly. I understand that the early church believed that he would come in their time. But Jesus is coming quickly. That's his promise to us. Revelation twenty-two twelve. Behold, I'm coming quickly. My reward is with me. Revelation twenty two twenty. He who testifies to these things, yes, I am coming quickly. This is Jesus, the King of Kings. He's saying of himself, church, be ready. I am coming. Glorious gospel church, I am coming to you. A few more, Matthew 25, we, we are going to visit in a moment as, as, our, as our chapter today. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, when he will sit down on his glorious throne, all the nations, all the nations, I love that, men, women, all color skins, all backgrounds, all experience, all the nations will be drawn and gathered before King Jesus. I love that. And he will separate from them one another. One another. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise. Then we who are alive and remain will caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the hour. What a promise. What an incredible promise. Okay, just one more. 2 Timothy 4.1 There are over a hundred verses and references to the return of Jesus. Are you excited? Are you excited? Let's get on board. 2 Timothy 4, 1 church. In the presence of God, of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and because he is coming to rule as king. That's his promise. In Matthew 24, we have about 20 signs of the end times. Now, again, remember I said I'm not a negative person. I am a glass half full kind of person. But we got to have an Issachar anointing to read the times. And in Matthew 24, it gives us about 20 different signs that prepare for the end of the ages. Have a look at them with what's happening around us. And you'll soon notice things are heating up, my people. Things are heating up right now. One of them, for example, it says this, be aware of false prophets. False prophets point to themselves, me, myself, and I. Godly, supernatural, biblical prophets always bring the glory to Jesus. If anybody speaks anything that doesn't immediately bring all of the glory, the Shekinah glory, back to the Lord, 
Any voice, any word that we get is his in the first place. And secondly, not only does it honor him, but is it radically biblical, radically biblical. Church, we need to know the word of God. So that is the promise. Number two, the preparation. If he says he's coming, how can we prepare? As a mum prepares to go to hospital for her first baby, how do we prepare for the return of the king? If Matthew 24 speaks of the end times, Matthew 25 speaks in parables about how you and I and the bride of Jesus need to prepare for these times, for the return of the king. In the first example, he gives us the example of 10 virgins who are ready and waiting for their groom. It talks about five wise virgins and five foolish ones. For time's sake, I can't read it all, but I'd like to encourage you this morning, please go back and read it. The five wise virgins have a lamp. It's pitch black. They know that the groom could arrive at any moment. Not only do they have a lantern to light up the pathway when he arrives and so walk back in the procession with him, but they have oil. In our days, the groom waits at the altar and the bride arrives. But in biblical days, the bride would wait and a procession with the groom's family and the groom would walk down the streets of the town, knock on the door and welcome his bride-to-be. And they would walk back to the function center. Sounds a little bit like he will knock on your door. Will you open to him this morning? These brides, the five wise brides, were ready. They had oil, the lantern, expectancy. We know what the oil symbolizes in the Bible. It speaks about the anointing of God. We need more oil. It's the oil that helps us fall in love more with Jesus every day. It's the supernatural anointing oil that brings joy, that brings revival, that brings miracles. You right now, right now, say, God, give me your oil. Give me, every day I want to ask God, I need more oil. Right now, sitting there in your 9 a.m. service, don't worry about my preach. Get filled with the oil of gladness. These wise virgins were prepared. They had the oil, the oil of God, the oil of anointing, the presence, the supernatural. They were busy building his kingdom. They were using their talents. They were using the oil in preparation for the return of the king. Nothing was wasted. They knew he would come and they were prepared. They were prepared. But not so, it says in the parable, the five foolish ones. They had the lantern. They knew the groom was, a com was coming, but they didn't have the oil, the essential ingredient. The lamp without the oil doesn't work. Can I say spirituality, faith without the Holy Spirit doesn't work. The Holy Spirit points to Jesus all the time. We, that's why I need every day, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Pour out your supernatural oil and the new wine so I can make room for King Jesus. So we are radically waiting and busy with the affairs of Jesus. And so they realized they didn't have oil. And they asked the other five wise ones, can we have your oil? They said, no, if we give it to you, we'll run out too. Go and buy some. And so the five silly ones, unprepared ones, religious ones, whatever ones, went out. And in the meantime, the groom arrived. The five wise ones poured the oil in the lantern, lit up the light, and the groom saw them. And they went back in the march, back to the wedding feast of the Lamb. The five other ones, the foolish ones, missed out all together. All together, unprepared. She'll be right, mate. Have plenty of time. I want to say to you, get ready now. Get on board right now. 
Jesus is coming. Get busy with the affairs of the kingdom. In fact, fix up your affairs, whatever they are. Fix up your life, the plumb line. Get ready for the return of the king. The second one, also in Matthew 25, it's in the context of the return of the Lord. And often we preach on the parable of the talents outside of this. But the, may God give you a revelation through the Holy Spirit that this is written in the context of his return. And so there's a master, again, for time's sake, I can't read it. He's going to go on the holidays, but he says, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back for you. I'm coming back for what is mine. And so to one of his three servants, he gives five talents. To another, he gives three. And to one, he gives one. We don't know why he does that. He just does that. And so he goes away. And then he says, I will come back. So the one who had five, he loved his master. He had the heart of the master. He knew that the master was going to come back. And so he put the five talents to good work. He built the kingdom of God. He used the oil of gladness. He filled his lantern with oil. And he got busy with his master's domain. The next one had three talents. He wasn't phased that he had three and not five. He wasn't competing. He wasn't contrasting with other people. He wasn't looking at other people. He said, I'm going to get busy with my three. And so like the one with five, he invested them. He kept an eye out eye on the prize, but he had his hands on the plow. He multiplied them to six. The first one multiplied them to ten. This one multiplied them to three. But the one with one, I reckon, got jealous. Why do I have one? Why do other people have more talents? Oh, well, if that's the case, I'm not going to do nothing. Not only did he bury his talents, but he stopped looking for the return of the king. When the king came back, the master came back, he rewarded the first two servants with double. But to the one who buried his talents, who was unprepared like the five foolish virgins, he said, get away from me. I never knew you. Took his talent and gave it to the ones who had more. And he said to the ones who had more, you will inherit the kingdom of God. May we be wise people who invest our gifts, our talents, our money to build the kingdom of God in preparation for the return of the king. And the first and the third aspect of this is he he makes a division between sheep and goats. Sheep symbolize the family of God, sons and daughters, you and I who know him. Goats are hirelings. And he says, this is the difference. Sons and daughters know the affairs of the father and get busy putting their hands on the plow in preparation for the trumpet sound for the return of the king. Goats get busy with their own affairs, with their own affairs. And he says to the wise ones, to the sons and daughters, he says this, Matthew 25, 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, sons and daughters, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom that I prepared for you from the foundation of the world. He's speaking to you and I this morning. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And the king in verse 40, it says, And the king will answer and say to them, As surely I say to you, listen to this, church, in so much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you've done it to me. We need to be prepared before you. We need to use our talents and we need to get busy looking after the broken, the poor, the aliens with the gifts that we have. So they too will inherit the kingdom of God. Thirdly, 
the pain of not being prepared, the foolishness, the stupidity, if I can say it, of not being re ready. Are you ready? Please, if I can implore you this morning, if you can hear anything, get yourself ready for the return of Jesus so you too can meet him face to face. Here it is, separation. The, four, the five foolish virgins missed out on the wedding feast to be with fraternity with Jesus. Please don't be in that number. Please don't be in that number. Be in the number of those who will come. When he comes back, may he say, I have no problem recognising you. You're Leo Nicotra. You're Christine Nicotra. You're Tony Nicotra. You're whoever you are who given your life to Jesus. And when he comes, he'll have no problem recognising you. You good and faithful servant, enter my rest. I know you. I know you. I've seen your deeds of righteousness. 30 years of glorious gospel church. 30 years of faithfulness. 30 years of seeing salvations come to Jesus. And Leo, the Lord would say in Christine, one day when he returns, you'll see all those hundreds of thousands of saints that through glorious gospel church and building the kingdom, you will see them one day. What a day for you, my friend, for you, Christine, for you leaders, for all of you. You'll see the reward in heaven. Not so for the servant who buried his one talent. Jealousy, competition. Don't worry about what other people are doing and what they have. Get busy getting into what the Lord has for you. Get excited about Jesus coming and putting your hands to the plow right now. Be part of what God's doing. And my final point, the reward for living ready and expectant for a young mum when she sees a boy or a little girl or the twins for the first time. I remember seeing my Samuel. I remember seeing the expectancy. Oh, what a joy. When I saw my Josiah for the first time and you hold him, I was overwhelmed by tears. Imagine that day. Imagine that day when you and I and millions and millions of people from all around the world will see Jesus face to face, in person, in person for the first time. And we've got to be with him for eternity. What a joy. The assurance of salvation, the reward. When we're ready, we have assurance. Two weeks ago, three o'clock in the morning, I got a phone call from a precious man in our church, Ian. He said, Paul, I think my Helen, my wife of 37 years, 60 years of age. I visited her every day. I think she's going to go tonight. So quickly I got changed. I drove all the way to my local hospital here in Dandenong. And um, I went in and I saw Helen. And I saw peace. This was a woman ready for the return of the king. This was a woman whose affairs were in order. And so was Ian. At five o'clock, holding her hand, I had the privilege to see her transition from this earth into the heavenly realm with Jesus. I felt the presence of angels. That, my friend, is assurance of salvation. Helen had no qualm, no, no, no difficulty knowing that she was ready for the return of the king. She could have blamed her, her cancer, the fact that she had no more time, that she was only 60, but she didn't. She stayed faithful to the end. Oh, what assurance. The reward is that you will become a guest at a wedding feast of the Lamb, that you will be living for the rest of your day, worshipping Jesus. I can't think of anything better. And also, the reward is here and now, living with purpose to build his kingdom, hands on the plough, seeing the supernatural, seeing miracles, people coming to Jesus, people delivered, seeing a nation transformed, seeing, seeing, seeing hundreds and thousands of people come from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. 
That is the reward, the here and now, eternity with Jesus. And for those of you who are sick, those of you who maybe haven't had an instant healing, although we believe that there's a season of healing coming upon us, the Bible says at the end of the book of Revelation, chapter 19, there'll be no more pain, no more suffering. The lion and the lamb will be together. There'll be no sickness, no separation, no brokenness, no wars, no revolts. No, who's the president? No, who's the prime minister? We'll have one king and his name is Jesus. I hope that blesses you. In a few minutes, I'm going to invite you to stand. And if whoever is on keyboards this morning, would you jump on keyboards right now? Sotto voce, nice and quiet. I want to share with you some activations. We as a church at Melbourne Lights like doing an activation, something practical to put the word of God into practice, like signs and wonders. And after that, If you don't know Jesus, if you're not certain right now at this 9 a.m. service that you will spend the rest of your days with Jesus, I'm going to invite you to make Jesus the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords of your life right now. Right now. Not tomorrow, not this evening, not 11 o'clock. Today is the day of salvation, says the Lord. I'm going to pray that with you. I'm going to invite you to get out of your chair, come forward and stand next to Pastor Leo, Christine, the the leadership team, whoever the team is. The Lord says, if you make your your response to Jesus public, he will make his response to you public, public. That's why it's okay to lift your hand. I get that. If you want to put your hand up, you can put your hand up. But when I pray, my, my heart is come forward. Let somebody hug you. Let them pray with you. But first, the activation. Here it is. If you knew he was arriving in the next week or two, what would you do differently? And then go doing it. If you knew he was coming soon, which he says he is, we don't know the time of the day. Let's get busy. Align your life. Look at your life. Do a stock take and say, God, what do I need to prepare if you came tomorrow? And then do it. Number two, make every moment radically focused on Jesus. Fall in love with him again. Give your heart again today. Consecrate. Let the oil come upon you. Number three is the oil. Right now. Right now, my friend. Right now. Let him saturate you. Not dribble, not dab, but let him pour out the oil of the Holy Spirit upon you. Let him fill you right now. Close your eyes. You don't have to see me on the screen. Let him open your mouth, open your hands, open your marriage, open your wallet, open your problems, open your sickness. There's oil, the oil, the oil of gladness. There's new wine, new oil falling on glorious gospel church in this season. There's new oil right now for you. And then get radically busy putting your hands on the plough. Get busy with the affairs of the Father. Whatever talents, five, four, three, two, even one. If you only have one, don't bury it. Get busy for the return of the King. And now, my friend, I want to pray. Would you all stand with us this morning here at Glorious Gospel Church? Thank you so much for the privilege of coming and being part of your service. I would have loved to be in person. I'm a tactile, uh, in-person kind of uh, uh, man. But I'm there in spirit. I'm there in heart. I can feel the anointing just in this recording right now. I can feel the presence of God. I can feel I can feel something happening, shaking the foundations of the building, a glorious gospel church life. I can feel many of you right now shaking. Some of you are just getting the joy of the Lord. I, I, I don't know how to explain it to you. I'm just getting excited. I can see, I can see my spirit 
people radically touch falling over and, and laughing and there's joy uh, erupting. But now I'm going to pray. The old hymn, Just As I Am, Without One Plea, But By the Blood of Calvary. Would you give up your indecision? Would you give up your past? Would you give up your fears? Would you give up your even your pride and your prejudice? And allow the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords into your life right now. Don't waste one moment, my friend. Time is at hand. Time is precious. The signs are everywhere. The return of the King is imminent. And if that's you, my friend, would you get ready to pray this with me and then come out and receive Jesus? And in fact, you can pray it as you come out of your seats right now. Come to the front right now. Come right now where the leadership are. Come at the altar. There's something beautiful at the altar and pray this. Dear King Jesus, I want to be ready for the, your return. And today I receive you as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords of my life. I ask today, holy, pure God, that you would wash me clean. Would you forgive me? I repent. I repent from my sinful, broken past. And Lord, today I want to enter and become a son or a daughter of the living God. Wash me clean today. And secondly, fill me with this oil. Fill me with your supernatural power, I pray. Give me your new wine, your new oil. And today I give myself busy to keep my eyes on the prize and my hands on the plough to see your kingdom come. In Jesus' name, amen. Just as you're coming, as you put your hand up, as you receive Jesus, the Bible says there's a party in heaven for you today. The Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you so much. I'm so expectant uh, for the next service at 11 o'clock for all that God has for us this morning. But right now, do business with God. God's healing you. Some, some of you is healing you right now. God's touching you some, some, some right now. God, God's pouring out his oil right now. Don't rush this moment. I know we have to prepare. But even as you walk out and you go into the street, take the unction of the Holy Spirit. Take the oil with you this morning. Don't leave home without the oil of gladness. The Lord bless you and keep you. Love you so much. God bless. You've been listening to the GGC Life Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website, ggclife.com or email us, ggclife at ggclife.com. From our house to yours, be blessed.